Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Batabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And uh, well, we're back after an extended break. I would say, do you want to call this the beginning of season nine of our podcast, Kenton? I kind of feel like we're almost at a season break. Sure. Well, <laughs> what month was the first time we ever did our podcast? Yeah, well, that's what it gets. It was, it was actually in, in August or September, I remember, because it was right back. We came back after the break, after the summer break, and started doing the podcast. So essentially, we don't actually celebrate the anniversary until then. But I don't know. We took a we took a big break for media nerds. Let's be honest. We took a big break and uh, did mostly Star Wars. So now we're going to get back into the all, all, every other week. So yeah, let's, let's call this the beginning of season nine. For no reason. Other the beginning than of season nine. And the reason we took a big break was The Mandalorian. Oh, of course. Yes, as, we, as we've discussed. Um, so, but there's been lots happening in the world of media. And I thought it'd be great, uh, or we thought it would be a great idea to kind of do a bit of a social media. What do I call it again? Oh, um, state of social media episode, as we've done in the past. So we kind of take a look at all the different social media platforms. Um, what's see what's happening, what's kicking, what, what the kids are playing with these days, and uh, give our thoughts as to how social media has affected us. Um, and now more than ever, because of uh, all the controversy around um, around the, the whole Trump thing and the, in the States, the big insurrection and all that stuff, all of that was fueled by kind of social media, right, communication. So that's, that's, it's starting to really kind of bleed into the real world quite a bit in not a good way. Well, there's all different kinds. Of, I mean, we missed, I, mean, I shouldn't say we missed, but we were on vacation over that holy cow period of time from the, that went from uh, the, uh, the changing of the president to the, uh, the storming of the Capitol, <laughs> to the, uh, uh, the GameStop fiasco. Oh God, don't get the, started on that. I mean, like, Oh, but that is, but that's what we're talking about, really. Okay. I mean, we're talking about. Okay, well, yeah, there we confluent. go. Let's start there. It's, it's, and that started well, on Reddit. Con- it? It's a confluence. Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Confluence. Oh, I was just going to say it's a confluence of real world and social coming together, one leading the other and, and passing the baton, as the case may be, from one to the other, um, so that uh, each is affecting each other in ways that, um, that I don't think we've necessarily seen before. Yeah, and, and that uh, GameStop thing. Now, maybe you can explain this to me better than anybody else can, because I'm not really getting what happened. Uh, I'm not a stock person. You, you, have, you do have some knowledge of, of stocks and stock market. So what exactly happened there with that GameStop thing? Well, I worked, um, I worked at an investment firm and I had to understand this stuff. Um, and, uh, and so I know, you know, I know a little bit about it and it was sort of my job to, um, to explain stocks to people in layman's terms and communications. So I think, I mean, the way I would describe, if I were writing a newsletter on this, which I used to do, mm-hmm. um, what, what I would say is I think this is, um, this is being reported on in a few different ways. And like one, uh, it's it's on one hand, it's a group of novice, I think, investors inflating stock that was low for a reason. It was low at GameStop, for instance, because we were seeing the end of that business, right? That's, so, that's why the stock okay, was low. Stop, stop there for a second. So, uh, so yeah. GameStop was was assessed at being a low stock because GameStop is essentially going to go the way of Blockbuster. Is that what we're talking about here? Right. And the other ones that this affected were like Blackberry was another one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I don't think it's zooming back with a, 
with the new uh well, what has blackberry right? done i don't think they've released a new phone in quite a long time so i, I didn't even know they were still around to be honest i didn't know that was still they're around the, they are they are publicly traded stock and so was amc theaters was another yeah. one and so what this group of investors and i guess they all met, met each other on on a reddit and they now have and of course anybody has access to trading apps and stuff and so what they did was they joined forces to um, inflate the stock price of these stocks in an attempt to um, to burn short um, short sell investors who bet on 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 uh, stocks going down. Okay, so like that's the probably the easiest way to explain it. But what's um, there's a problem with all this. So some of the articles you're going to read. Are um, are saying, boy, they really are sticking it to the hedge fund investors, like the big money. Oh, they're sticking it to big money, but there's more to it than that. And here's the problem: um, the the market runs on fear and greed. Okay, so what they're doing is they're kind of like this is a greed cycle where everybody bought dr- drives up a price, and um, then the fear cycle comes next where everybody sells off, and that's probably what's going to happen. But um, uh, but I think there. But this is the first time that a sort of a rogue group of investors has kind of done this. So it has currency, and that's why a lot of people are talking about it. But I think um, I think what people are forgetting, they're not just sticking it to the hedge funds; they're sticking it to each other, and particularly the novice investors who thought they could jump on board. The stock would keep inflating; they would make money, and then they would cash in. The problem is once people start cashing in, only a few people make money and then it starts crashing. Yeah. And, and everybody who bought lose the their investment. Yeah. Right. People who bought while it was so I, high will will get screwed. I know that much. Right. Buy high, sell low. Right. The and the no, only buy other, low, sell I mean, high. <laughs> right. I don't know. The only and there's one other possibility here that I'll just throw out there. The only reason why stock prices inflate is because investors believe in what they're doing. So that what's not happening here is anybody believing that any of these businesses is going to ever be incredible again. But the idea is with that investment, AMC, or AMC and GameStop and BlackBerry could, with that investment, actually make their business worth more by by changing the business, improving the business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that was not the point of this uh, overinflation of the stock. They stopped trading today. They wouldn't. They don't allow trading now. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, I'm not quite sure where this is going to end. But I don't quite see it. Like it's. I don't think it's like. Oh, it's the, it's Robin Hood versus the man. I think actually, who's gonna the man never gets burned. Let's well, be the, honest. The funny thing is that in this case, Robin Hood is the man because there's an app called Robin Hood, which is which is an investing, right. and they represent the people who are upset about this. Nice mug, nice Chicago mug. I used to have one of those. I broke it. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> He's got a, a Chicago Starbucks, those collector Starbucks ones. They don't make that style anymore either. I, I like that style better than the new ones for sure. Other, All the students want to know, Dan, are you taking them to Chicago next year? No. Why would they want to know that? Oh. Who does? Well, because we're, uh, the, well, the first year students, uh, they, oh. uh, because uh, there was, you were, you were going to do the trip to Chicago last year, but then COVID. Yeah. And then, um, then, then the second year students, I guess, are 
are, t- are spinning their yarn about not being able to go. And so now the first year students want to know, well, next year, if COVID's over, will you go? I don't know. I can't say. I, I mean, we can maybe do a trip, but I can't say if I'm going to go to the States or not. I don't know. Depends on what the situation is down there, right? There's a lot going on. I know. I'm not, I'm not going to promise anything right now. I would love to. I would love to go back there, but let's just wait until everything settles down. All right. So we have this. Take them to, wa- take them, take them to the Capitol building. I'm just going to take them to GameStop. Um, so, <laughs> and yeah, so that's interesting. That, so that, anyway. The, the point of that, I mean, while that could help these companies, it probably won't. In fact, it might hurt the companies. And in the long run, I don't see, I mean, AMC, AMC is a tough one because I really want, of those three, I really would like to see the theaters survive. I really do like going to see movies in the theaters. I know they're struggling. And it's it's just frustrating to me how Hollywood is just holding back all the movies. Like, other than Warner Brothers, everybody else is, like, holding back. Nobody's releasing any movies until this all settles down because they, they make more money at the theaters than they do on home release but i gotta say like i'm i just you know it's frustrating for me because i want to see some of these movies and they just keep pushing them back pushing them back so i'd like to see the theater survive um uh, as far as gamestop goes i i guess that yeah everything's going digital the same as blockbuster same as same as um uh, movies what's interesting to me is that bookstores still seem to be surviving pretty well i don't think bookstores are are in the same boat as video games or movies right like people still like to read a physical right physical book yeah Right? People love this stuff. So, I don't know. Well, they, I mean, you could drive up the price, do, doing what they're doing, you could drive up the price of any business. <laughs> right, right, right. But they're, obviously they're going to, now that this has happened, they're going to do something to, to make it illegal or something. Because it actually technically was not illegal what they did, right? I don't think so. I think, I mean, from what I know, I don't think it is illegal. But I think, um, I mean... The difference between what they're doing and what investors would be doing is like when I worked at that investment firm, I remember I think a couple stock, a couple of brokers went to work at Amazon to see if the fundamentals of the business made sense to invest in to, mm-hmm. to help analyze whether the stock price was right. And uh, that's kind of what you need to know. You need to understand what the business is up to. I mean, Warren Buffett is the world's most successful investor. And what he always does is buy undervalued stocks and then improves the business so that the stock value goes up based on the business improving. Mm-hmm. And that's, in theory, how it's supposed to work. Okay. But it certainly is interesting that this this all started on Reddit and kind of this online community of people came together to affect the real world, which is exactly the same thing that happened in a different way at the American Capitol building on uh, January 6th. Um, what, is, what are your thoughts overall about Reddit? Like, how do you feel about that site? I, I can't say that I use it much. How about you? I, I don't. I, I mean, although it does come up quite often when I'm Googling stuff and looking for information, Reddit does pop up quite often because pretty much anything is a topic of discussion on Reddit, so you can find something there. Um, I can t- I tell you, my son likes Jack likes it. He does uh, uh, read Reddit quite a bit. I'm a little worried about that because there's probably content there that he shouldn't be reading. Um, I got to say, I can't get around the bad design of it. I don't like the design of Reddit. I really can't stand it. And then they seem to be like... That's the point. <laughs> I think that's the point of, uh, of Reddit is that they, they're all about no bullshit, right? Which is, I think, what the users, the, the, the passionate fan base of Reddit really likes that there's no bullshit on that site. And that basically if anybody goes on there trying to be promotional or trying to, you know, be fake or anything like that, people just call them out on it and and they, they don't last. Whereas that kind of stuff can last longer on, you know, Instagram or uh, Instagram and, and Twitter and that kind of stuff is more about the perception of, 
of reality rather than reality itself. And I think Reddit is a little more about the reality. But I, I hate the design. I can't stand it. I, I, I cringe every time I see it. I heard uh, one, one, um, one market expert yesterday talking about the GameStop thing. And they said, this whole thing came around because a bunch of young men, uh, a group of young men are spending all their time on Reddit. And uh, instead of like going out and dating and, <laughs> and, 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 and it's get, a pandemic, how are we supposed to date in the pandemic? That, that, well, that, that's what they're saying. They're saying instead, that's the problem. Oh, okay, it's, I see. It's made them homebound. And uh, instead of dating and otherwise, you know, becoming upstanding members of society who want to win the love of a woman, now they're a bunch of loners in their basement staring at laptops deciding to inflate stocks. And I thought, that well, that's a funny take on it. But I do think that people trapped in a home, like, you know, the devil makes work of idle hands, as we all know. And so uh, a bunch of people who don't have anything to do are going to find something to do. And maybe mm-hmm. that explains both of those things. I don't yeah, know. Very much so. You're right. I think that is a people have more time on their hands and they are spending more time inside on, online. And that's that's the result of it. Um, I can tell you something I did in the new year. I actually deleted the Facebook app from my phone. I don't uh, I don't uh, go on Facebook on my phone anymore. I was finding I was wasting too much time on it and there was nothing ever coming out of it. And the Facebook is something like like you. I'm sure you haven't had it on your phone for a long time. You've always been kind of a, yeah. a, a, a not anti Facebook, but you haven't you don't spend a ton of time on it bugs a lot of it bugs me it's like lots of personal antagonisms that never end and long essays you know like oh my god like especially now with with, you know all the controversy around masks or anti-masks and and you know all the restrictions in place and everything everybody is like you know just going off about their two cents on what should happen and what shouldn't happen right so yeah that is kind of annoying well that's annoying and then you're right i don't know how much value we get out of it I mean, I, you know, there's some, uh, for instance, like there's some work placements that I only talk to. Yeah. Like we said, when we send our students out, that I only talk through, through a Facebook messenger because it, I don't know why, because ju- that's just how we have traditionally done it. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, uh, holy, like, what do I use it for? Well, you post your jobs on there every week. Like you do that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Once again, that's. That's me sharing one now, thing a week. You now, know? you did have, uh, I know, I do remember that you did uh, change your profile picture to be more professional when you had to be part of some sort of online community. Wasn't there something happening with, with uh, down on your neighborhood? You, you were fighting oh. City Hall. Remember you were fighting City Hall on something? Uh, and then you joined uh, a Facebook group as part of that? Don't with me. <laughs> no, but didn't, uh, you, didn't you join a Facebook group as part of that whole thing? And then you had to put real picture instead of your cartoon picture that you had on there? No, that was, uh, that was uh, earlier than that. But Okay. Um, I did change, I did change it on there, but it was mostly just so people knew it was me. So it matched the other social media. Okay. But, uh, yeah, don't get me going on the city hall thing. Oh my God, city hall. (laughs) But anyway, no, no, but Hey, maybe in the future we could do a whole podcast on my city hall gripes. That'd be fun. You could just start the recording and I'll just sit here and talk for 50 minutes about city hall. Um, but yeah, Facebook, I find it's, uh, uh, like I would just kind of go on my phone and, and aimlessly scroll but not really get anything out of it. The other stuff, like Twitter, you go on Twitter and you scroll, and there's usually some interesting stuff happening on there. Some people saying something funny, something interesting. Some There's a lot of news on Twitter, which is great. Facebook doesn't have that. Instagram, of course, has the great images and photography that a lot of people are posting. Um, but again, Facebook doesn't really have that, although a lot of people do cross-post. I, I've started doing that actually more often. I, I'll post whatever I post on Instagram. I'll just say, okay, fine, put it on Facebook too. And uh, when I've done that, I found I get a really big response on Facebook that I'm not even aware of until 
to like go check in on Facebook. I, I basically go on Facebook like once or twice a week and that's it now. So I, I've kind of taken a break. Now I don't count Facebook Messenger as the same. Facebook Messenger, it, it's a separate app. I do still have that app on my phone because I do still use it to talk to some people. Again, I don't have their phone number necessarily. Um, uh, and I need to message them and talk to them about something. And Facebook Messenger is just kind of where that's landed. So it's kind of this middle ground between uh, a texting and um, email, I guess you could say. One, it's between those two things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Facebook, and again, so, uh, that continues to be, you know, older people. Uh, my mom loves Facebook. Uh, she's on there all the time. She says embarrassing things on my photos. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> what else she does on Facebook. It's just, it's, it's interesting. It's still there, but it's not... It's not changing, you know, and one thing we've seen is that social media kind of needs to change and adapt and Facebook, other than like making themselves more transparent, which they have to do now, uh, Facebook has not done much to improve our experience in a long time, I think. Well, one of the things uh, that for me was the deal breaker was the first time I downloaded the Facebook app on my phone, it sucked in all of my contacts. Yeah, and it still does that. Before it asked you. No, my phone sucked in my Facebook contacts. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Yeah. Well, it's vice. It's both. But it's, yeah. it's uh, I don't want people to be able to phone me through Facebook, <laughs> right? Like, give me a break. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, man. That's just a bad idea. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's brutal. It's tough enough getting messages from your students at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night to, to allow oh, them to me. <laughs> get that kind of stuff going on. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to Twitter. You, you, Twitter's always been your favorite platform. What have you noticed about Twitter lately? Anything interesting, exciting? Well, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. I mean, not in the room because they banned Donald Trump ah, yes. from uh, Twitter and, and also from uh, Facebook. And uh, boy, I have to say, boy, do I like it without him? You know, like, good. <laughs> now, See, I know it, it, it raises issues. I, and, I, and I fully understand that. But boy, I, I just have to say, I am so enjoying Twitter without that big goofball ruining the party. Now, is it that or is it that we've just had a break from him because he hasn't been the president anymore? Like, he basically went off to Mar-a-Lago. He's well, sitting there doing whatever. And nobody knows anything about what nobody cares about what he's doing. Like, I, honestly, I don't care. I'm happy I to hope. not have him in the news cycle. Although, you know, the, the, the what's it called? The impeachment thing is still going to be going on. But uh, other than that, uh, he has not really been in the news at all. And I, I enjoy that. And I do. I, yeah, I agree. It, it is a better place. Twitter is a better place without Donald Trump, for sure. Oh, my God. It's like so much better. Uh, no, I didn't follow then, him. Of but. course. No, 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 but it didn't matter because people would retweet him or like him. God yeah. help us. And um, uh, and sometimes celebrities who don't like Donald Trump would like his tweets as a like an ironic like or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even people necessarily liking it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so it just show up there and just over and over. And and then part of me was like, I just got to mute this guy. But then I thought, OK, well, what ha- what happens if he says I'm going to drop a nuclear bomb on Canada? Then I'm not going to see that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, the like, news it, agencies it sort of... would pick that up. I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, think... but <laughs> yeah, but but, you know, I did. I didn't want to. <laughs> Uh, like on one hand, I didn't really want to see what he's up to, but on the other hand, I didn't want to miss something that could injure me. <laughs> <laughs> now you said this brings up issues. What kind of issues does this bring up about uh, from, from them banning, just straight up banning him from Twitter? I don't think it's I don't think it's as many as issues. Like of course, everybody um, 
you know, there's there's a million pro freedom of speech um, folks out there who will, uh, you know, who will defend anybody who gets banned for saying what's on their mind and et cetera. And I think freedom of speech is good. And I do agree that freedom of speech is good. I think um, when freedom of speech becomes bad is when it is an incitement to uh, destroy things or to, um, you know, to engage in illegal activity. Um, but I also think, I don't think Twitter opened it, itself up to much um to, to that slippery slope argument so much, because I think if anything, it's if a, if a world leader um, attempts to incite its, its citizens to do violent acts, I think is what we're talking about in that particular case. I don't think there are many cases you know, in definitely not in North America, but I don't know how many other, how many other countries would we be talking about where that's the case? I don't know. But it's not even that he's a world leader because he's not anymore. Um, he's not still anymore. got a very, he's still got a very um, rabid following. I don't know if I should use the word rabid, but um, a very uh, dedicated following of people who would, if he was to tweet something right now, let's go attack something, they would probably do it. A, a bunch of them would probably go and do it. Like there's a, the, the danger is in, the, in his followers, not in him. Um, and he doesn't understand. I don't think he understands that. I don't think he ever understood that um, to the point that, and, and you know, I, I do think obviously he should be found um, guilty or, or be held accountable for what happened. I do think he did incite that um, that insurrection, but I don't think he realized what he was doing at the time. He doesn't clue into that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? He's not emotionally intelligent. He's not. He's not at all. And no, he's a, and he's not. He's not the other kind of intelligent much either, but, but he, but he, um, he, uh, yeah. Like I, and I also think you can't say like Twitter didn't ban him because he could do something. They banned him because he did do something. And while the riot was going on, he tweeted, um, Oh, Mike Pence needs to do the right thing. Like he basically, when Mike Pence was in the greatest danger of being murdered by a mob, he then tweeted something to make the mob angrier at Mike Pence while it was while it was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's so hard to kind of go, well, he gets a pass. It's just freedom of speech. Like that's actively doing something. And, and it's not, I think if Twitter were to ban him for what he could do, that, that would be, that'd be harder to defend. But they banned him for what he did do. Yeah, you know. But, but not only that, and I, uh, the way I understand it, um, oh, because at first it wasn't a permanent ban; it was just a, just like a twelve-hour ban or something like that, right? Yeah. And then they then what what was it that made them decide to do it permanently? Oh, he did something again. I don't I remember, remember what it was. I, yeah, I don't know either. He tweeted something else, but then they there's so much that week, and then and then I think Twitter employees. Um, wrote a letter to the CEO and they said they thought he should be pulled. Okay. And so they pulled him in. So, and they did indefinitely. Now, now, does that mean that he, he cannot get, he can't start up a new account. He's like completely banned. Like they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Cause he did try switching over to the POTUS account uh, (laughs) for the first time, for the first time in his four years as president, he actually tried tweeting from the president, the official president's account. And they didn't go for that either. So, so that's that was a funny situation. Yeah, it, it's I, tough. I also, yeah, 
I think I think the other red herring that he kept throwing out there is he's like, I'm being banned for my freedom of speech. What kind of a world are we living in? It's like at the time he was the president of the United States who could issue a statement anytime. He could do a press conference mm -hmm. and have every reporter show up any time of the day or night. And so this whole, um, if it's not Twitter, I have no freedom of speech argument, I don't think works for him either. No. Although he, he would like to think that that's because he can sit on the toilet and tweet without anybody going as a, as a go-between. But I would argue he probably needs that go-between. <laughs> he probably needs a PR person, a good PR person, telling him what he should and shouldn't say. Uh, although he never, never was able to ha have that. He already never did want that, well, I guess. I don't think I I mean I said all along he's not leaving there without something some shit hitting the fan and that's of course what happened exactly I just happened. didn't know it'd be that no but didn't. I mean it was going to be something and I thought I, I was hoping we'd get to see him dragged out of there in handcuffs I thought that would be a, an absolute <laughs> delight that's that, now that I'd like to see go viral you know? <laughs> but uh I don't know but but in any case I think that's I mean I've been enjoying Twitter more it looks like it's what's weird about it is when he's gone, his army of trolls are gone. Like, where did okay. they go? I guess they, like, uh, maybe, they, what was the other one? There was another social media site they were talking about that it's a right-wing social media site. Parler. that was par, What's that called? Is it Parler, Parler or Parlay? Is it Parlay Parler. like French? Okay. Uh, Parler. You would, you, that's how a Canadian would pronounce it. <laughs> All right, but and Parler. so maybe maybe they've all gone over to that one, and so they can just talk to each other and, and agree on how much they hate everybody. I don't know. Well, then um, Parler got banned. Parler got banned from the app stores. Oh, okay. Well, so, so much for that. It was like, I will just incite mobs over here. That was that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also think did did I? I'm pretty sure YouTube banned him but it was a temporary ban i think okay yeah uh, right around the same time a bunch of different platforms were kind of speaking out and saying that they were going to limit limit what he could do because because of the danger of it right because yeah. uh yeah right anyway well i know I, I do still enjoy twitter I, I in particular um you know it still is a great place to watch live events uh along with everybody else so if you're watching snl or even a hockey game like a jets game or something like that i have fun kind of following along with that uh, um that's still the best platform for that type of activity. Uh, so I still do that quite often. Um, as much as I watch live TV, which is not as often as it used to be, but um, but it is fun. Um, let's, uh, what else is there? Instagram, I again, I've fallen off of Instagram. I'm not using it as much as I used to. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing to take pictures of. No, I, I was gonna say, I think of the social media, while we've been locked down, I think Instagram has suffered the most because there's no, you can't take pictures of your legs on the beach anymore, Dan, because you can't go to the beach. You can't, uh, you can't take pictures of your booty in the gym mirror because the gym is closed. Yeah. Um, and so is the booty. And you can't, um, all, and nobody has anything to take pictures of except groceries, I guess. So um, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty meager pickings. And I, I haven't posted anything. So I posted a joke instagram uh the best nine of 2020 and of course it was all the disasters yeah <laughs> uh all the years disasters plus more plus more than just plus the hindenburg and a few others occasionally you'll post a funny photo that you take like a, of a truck that had, was that one of the trucks and something on it 
that you thought was quite oh, funny. Oh, that was Twitter I posted. Oh, okay. That well, yeah, okay, but that's an image, so okay, yeah, yeah. That, was it. that was Twitter. So there you go. And, and for me, yeah. the only thing I have to, other than, uh, the only other place I go other than the grocery store in my apartment is uh, my other work, job, my down, my weekend job where I work at uh, CGOB as a news announcer. And of course, we're on the 30th floor of one of the three skyscrapers in Winnipeg. So I, it's a pretty unique view, uh, to use your favorite word. And uh, that's the only thing I take. <laughs> when I take a photo from up there, tons of likes. People love it. People love it when I take photos from uh, high up in a building um, because I took a photo of our, our, our college. Uh, you probably saw this. And there is a building that's no longer there. Uh, it's just a, just a white space in the middle of all these uh, exchange district buildings. Of course, they oh, yeah, tore, I did they see tore that. Down, they tore down the public safety buildings because so there's nothing there. And I'm like, they should put an ice rink there. It looks kind of like an ice rink. I'm like, yeah, they should put an ice rink there. But, I mean, obviously, we couldn't really go skating too much with COVID and that kind of stuff. But I thought it was, it was kind of a... Uh, cool idea and then people people like that as well so I saw that and actually I had trouble understanding what that was because I forgot that the public safety building had come down yeah it's it's I I thought you photoshopped it no it's it's uh you know it's not like like that Chuck like that Chucky movie where they photoshopped the public safety building into a the middle of uh Manitoba no they this is the opposite they took the public safety building out and I watched it happen again I was working at that building since I think we moved into that office in May so since May I've been watching them take down that public safety building it's been down for a few months now but it is kind of a neat idea and it's it's a cool shot people people like that what's the lockdown protocol at the radio station because you got to go up on an elevator with and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So well, yeah, it's a, it's a big high rise uh, office building, right? And they have, of course, every like everywhere else, they have limit two people per elevator and they have hand sanitizer everywhere and all that other stuff. Um, a lot of people at the station are still working from home. They've got remote units set up. So a lot of the on-air personalities are doing their shows from home. Some of the news people are recording their news from home and, and sending it into the station. I'm one of the only people that actually still goes there in person because I'm, I'm only part-time. So I'm not worth giving like a setup to, to, to record this. Although I would love to be able to record my news from home, man, it's a pain just to drive all the way down there just to do that. <laughs> so it's anyway, whatever, it's fine, but that's it. And then we have like separations where your masks, everything is the same pretty much. So it's all, it's all fine. No, no danger there. I don't think um, let's move on to my favorite social media platform for this year, for last year rather, and that's TikTok. I freaking love TikTok. I use it every day. I haven't, I haven't posted very many videos on TikTok, but I certainly like watching the content. How about you? Um, yeah, I, you know what? I looked at it yesterday because my, I'm, I, I, I floated the idea to my students. We do it once a semester uh, in second semester. And I said, and they were like, are you going to give us time to work on the assignment? I was like, I might, but only if you start the beginning of the class by posting a TikTok. Like I sort of make them do it because they don't want to. <laughs> um, and they just, and they did not seem excited by that idea. And I said, uh, and I said, how about uh, if I give you a bonus mark, then will then will you do it? And then uh, somebody said, what if I, how quickly can I delete my TikTok? And my answer was, how quickly can I delete your 1%? <laughs> it's, it's, I was like, I was like, it's the same speed. Um, but uh, I, I'm finding that either students are well on board this thing. They do it every single day without me saying anything or they want nothing to do with it. Mm. And I'm like, you like, I looked at it and I actually saw, um, I saw Howie Mandel doing something wacky on there. And I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. Um, and uh, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's on there. So there's some celebrities. And then I saw um, some uh, who the hell are you kind of thing where people are doing goofy, goofy things. Um, and there's a Billy Do- Joel dance competition happening. I don't know. I, but, but it's always entertaining and it's like Vine, except maybe the usability is a little smoother. I would say so. The usability is smoother and it seems like, and I, and I haven't gotten into the actual creation aspect other than to, to make some videos of my cat. But, um, but I think that uh, it's a little more in-depth. You can do a lot more with that stuff than you were able to do with Vine. Maybe that's just a result of the technology getting better since Vine has gone away. But you can do the, you can do the green screen. You can put something behind you. You can like do a split screen. You can do all kinds of effects on it if you want to. Um, and I'm finding a real, um, I find actually a lot of diverse content on on um, TikTok. I would actually liken it more to YouTube than to Vine, I think, in a lot of ways. Because the, the TikTok, when you have a TikTok channel, you really kind of have to create the same kind of content on it all the time that people want to see from you. Otherwise, people get mad <laughs> and they, they feed back in the comments. There's a lot of common driven hatred on TikTok, which is very similar yeah. to YouTube. Um, and yeah, I just think that uh, it, there's a lot of really interesting stuff. It also seems to be that there's no issue around uh, repurposing other content. So a lot of people are reposting like clips of TV shows or clips of movies or a stand-up set or um, I'm seeing a lot of, for some reason, then they, they call it like, you've just reached retro TikTok or whatever. They call that like the, the part of TikTok that deals with retro stuff is, is called that. And so in that area, and it's not really a real area, it's just like you follow along the hashtags and kind of get drawn in there. Uh, but there are people posting about uh, old, they, they post old TV commercials. I love that. I love watching these old, there's this one Canadian TikTok channel that posts a ton of old Canadian PSAs and commercials from the 80s and 90s. And it's awesome. It's nostalgic. It's a lot of fun. Um, as well, there are people who who do full sketch comedy. They'll they'll completely act out a scene. They'll do it all in a minute. It's a minute long. The the limit is a minute. So they, they they don't have much time, but they'll still do that. They'll still um, create sketch comedy. Some some people obviously there's the the dancing and that kind of stuff. That's not really. I don't really like that kind of stuff. It doesn't do it. It's just like okay, you're you're doing the exact same dance as everybody else does. It doesn't really do anything for me but um but there's a lot of really interesting content out there and uh i am just loving it again and again i've already said this lots of star wars related content as well uh lots of people who love talking about star wars uh discussions about the ladies again all the all the mandalorian discussions we were having on star wars nerds same kind of stuff was happening on tiktok same thing with all the movies that are coming out and i follow quite a few uh movie they're kind of like movie reviewers tiktok movie reviewers that are a lot of fun as well they talk about a lot of cool stuff on there so yeah um I have a question about the music on TikTok because I've never posted, I've never participated in a dance competition. I haven't either. Yet. Yet. Um, <laughs> when I was wondering about the copyright element too, because are you only allowed to uh, use the music that TikTok has in its library? Can you upload, can you do your own music? I was trying, again, I haven't tried to do this for a while. So I have to go back into it and check, but I was trying to do that. I thought one of the things I thought I could do, because one of the popular things on TikTok is to lip sync scenes from movies or TV shows or whatever. So you like practice your, you practice along with it a few times and then it looks like you're saying the lines and everything. You can do it with a bunch of different things and have fun with it. So I was gonna do that for Star Wars scenes, but they didn't have, at the time they didn't have a ton of Star Wars audio on, on the app. And I assume that was because of maybe Disney cracking down or something, I don't know. Um, and I couldn't find a way to input. I could record sound, of course. I could record it through the, the microphone on my phone, but I couldn't find a way to input a sound file into that the way I would want to, like cut a clip from 
Empire Strikes Back and then put it in there. I wasn't able to do that. I might be able to now. I haven't checked. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like there and, and like it doesn't seem like there's any kind of worry about copyright infringement or songs being played without permission. In fact, a song uh, a song being um, used on TikTok and you know being memed and copied and going viral can be a very good thing for that artist actually because it's only a clip of the song it's only like a one minute excerpt of the song if that most of those dance ones are actually 15 seconds um so you're not really hearing this full song but it can blow up and make that person make that artist super popular and that's their next hit and that actually does drive sales like record sales and stuff like that so it's interesting how that works so, so the dude on a skateboard, the, that stoned dude on a skateboard Fleetwood, playing Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was he playing Fleetwood Mac on a ghetto blaster, or did he play it off his phone while he was recording, or what did TikTok allow him to upload it while he before he recorded? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know because because you know why? Because the sound is now on there. Because once you put it on there once, yeah. it gets copied and copied and copied and copied. So it's on there a million times now because everybody's done that. But I don't know how he originally got that song on there. I don't. That's a, that's a good question. I, see, I'll have to look into it. That's what I want to know because I want to know the difference between well, look at this this clever young person listening to their music, and we're gonna sue this the hell out of this person <laughs> for. For recording our music. Well, it, it, again, it reminds me a lot of the early days of YouTube when they didn't really care about yeah. that kind of stuff. And you can see all kinds of clips of TV shows and everybody was just uploading all kinds of video to it. It is like that. I still don't suspect it's going to stay like that. I, You know, like everything, it's you know, the, the, they're going to have to start making money at this. I get one ad on TikTok every five or six times I log in. And it's like pretty straight. Like last, yesterday it was the Michael Bublé, uh, you saw the, the Bell Let's Talk ad. That was that was every time I went on yesterday. It, that was it. That was the video. That was the ad. But um, yeah, there's not a ton of advertising yet. But I figure that once the advertising starts getting, they want to start making money off this platform. Then it, we're gonna get just like YouTube. We're gonna have pre rolls and everything, and it's essentially gonna ruin the app. You know, it's too bad. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that's the thing I've most been wondering about. And you know, what? I need to go back. If, if in fact my students do do something on TikTok, it won't be next week. It'll be the week after. Okay. So I was planning to just go on there and experiment a little bit because it's been a long time. And um, it sort of it reminds me a little bit of uh, the first time you were on Snapchat. You kind of were like, well, what's this? Like, yeah, I mean, want, there's, I, there's I, no I, obvious I, controls. Yeah. You don't know what to do. Yeah, it's, there's no, right. yeah, it's very difficult to figure out. But they like it that way. The kids like it that way because the grownups can't. Um, do anything. Although I will say again, there's many, many people, older people on TikTok in their 40s and 50s posting lots of content. So it's not oh, yeah. just a young person's thing at all. Um, we should. No, we should there's get... also a lot of families. Yes. Yeah. And again, there's it's a lot it's of, a lot of YouTubers are yeah. posting content on TikTok. TikTokers. It's funny is I, yeah. I see there are people who are on TikTok who have like, you know, 100,000, 200,000 followers on TikTok. And then I go over to their YouTube channel, which is usually linked in the bio or whatever. And they have like, 10 subscribers on YouTube. So it doesn't translate. The, the audience on TikTok does not necessarily translate into an audience on YouTube, uh, which is an interesting yeah. phenomenon, I think. So let's look into this a little bit more. You tell me how, we'll check back in in a few weeks. You tell me how your assignment went with your students. I'm gonna look into more of the, the, the maker functions of it. I do wanna start creating content uh, on TikTok. I'm just not sure of what to do. So I'm gonna play around with it a little bit more and I'll get back to you on that in a couple of weeks. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. I have an idea actually for one but I think I'm going to save it up because if I'm completely strapped for ideas, I'm going to use the, the only one I've got. <laughs> <laughs> First idea, worst idea. Uh, First okay. idea, best idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
wrap up with some recommendations as uh, we haven't done that for quite a while. Um, I'll start. Have you been watching WandaVision? Oh, yes. And loving it. Yeah, I, I got to admit, I wasn't sold on it until episode three. Um, the first two episodes, I thought, okay, this is kind of fun. And it's they're, both of those episodes take place in the same kind of setting of the 1950s Leave it to Beaver style sitcom. And I guess the idea of the show, and I didn't realize that until the third episode, which moves us forward into like a 70s style, Brady Bunch style sitcom. So it's an exploration of all these different kind of eras of sitcoms. I expect they're going to go into the 80s and 90s and continue on with it. I haven't watched today's episode yet. But yeah, that, that third episode really hooked me in and it felt more like an Avengers thing than the other two did at that point. So I, I started to get the feeling of, yes, this is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe which is I think it was all supposed to be um, but I just those first two episodes just didn't do it for me I was kind of like okay this is you know it's funny but I didn't really see what was happening and now I really love oh, it I, for, to me those first two episodes I was in heaven watching them <laughs> I was just like I was like this is genius like I was just like falling over laughing I was like oh my god like and the Dick Van Dyke Ottoman joke where they where he comes in and, and and jumps over it or whatever, avoids it or falls over it or whatever. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I thought um, the nosy neighbor. Oh, my God. That actor. She's, she's in everything. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh, Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn. Oh, oh, Jessica Hahn. I don't remember her name. What's Something her Hahn. Name? I'm blanking. Anyway, she's – she. Oh, yeah, I, and of course, she's in trans, Transparent and – and that one about where she has sex with everybody on HBO. I don't remember what it's called. Um, right. Damn it. I was going to try to remember names better this year. That was going to be my New Year's resolution. I wasn't going to blank on names on the podcast. Anymore. Well, um, she her uh, best supporting actor, like, oh, my God, she's incredible. And I, and once again, I, those first two episodes, what I love the most about them is uh, I thought this is not mainstream entertainment for kids this requires a knowledge of tv history mm-hmm. to to appreciate this and i and i i'm just like i don't know i was just so surprised and blown away by it. and the actors i thought did a such a great job of pulling it off like it, it could have easily gone in the wrong direction that whole idea but holy crap i loved it my i have only one complaint and my one complaint is there was no souffle joke <laughs> <laughs> there's a souffle in the oven everybody be quiet oh, right, don't right. slam the door like <laughs> that's right i was like right. that w- i think that would have been more at home in the 70s right yeah well we'll see yeah. maybe they'll they'll continue on with that kind of stuff but it, it is a lot of fun so i definitely would recommend uh, people check out wandavision on disney plus if you haven't oh. yet uh how about you what have you been watching well what i thought i i do today is say um two days ago a uh, chloris leachman died oh, from yeah. um Yes, and uh, uh, and I actually think Cloris Leachman probably is in the top ten funniest people of all time. Definitely one of the funniest women of all time. Uh, one of the funniest people of all time. And and uh, I was actually thinking in terms of funny performances, um, Young Frankenstein. I was thinking the like, same thing. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! What's her like name again? Frau. Frau- uh damn it she's the frau she's the frau (laughs) but i can't remember her name oh my god is that a performance oh and of course she won an oscar for last picture show that's a a non-funny movie uh right and uh did you find her name by the way frau blucher blucher 
B-L-U-C-H-E-R. Frau Blucher or Blucher? I don't remember how they pronounce it. Blucher, probably. Blucher, Blucher. yeah. It's a, um, it's a, yeah. I mean, that's one, that's maybe, oh, is that my favorite comedy of all time? If it's not, it's right up there. Oh, maybe it's, it's my good. second favorite comedy of all time. Oh, it's so good. Um, and she's amazing in it. And then, of course, uh, I have to say uh, that she played Phyllis on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I think if I had one wish um, for young people today is that they would spend a little time uh, watching the Mary Tyler Moore show. And particularly, Cloris Leachman, you just watch those shows and she plays that role. Like there's times when Phyllis is a psychopath. There's times when she's like, she, she does that kind of, she's almost like a female Chris Elliott, the detached person who's like gonna do what she's gonna do, but doesn't see what everybody else sees. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you just watch that show and you can't help, but, uh, but just appreciate what a funny person she is. And I think even the cast of the show all said, they all thought that Cloris Leachman was the funniest person they've ever worked with. And she had, and you did, see it. She, she continued to work right up until she died. She died this year, but oh, she was, yeah. she's got a couple of projects still coming out. Um, she was in the crew. I guess she does the voice of the grandmother in the crudes. Um, I didn't know that. And that, that new no. movie crudes, a new age. I did watch that. Not very good. Not as good as the first crudes movie, uh, but she is in it. She does the voice. So that's really cool. And then she was in like mad about you, the mad about you reboot, which I never watched, but oh, she was in that. No. Um, American gods. Uh, she did the voices for Justice League cartoons, like really, really cool stuff. Wow! Yeah, lots of just a huge uh, um, breadth of, of work here. Phineas and Phineas and Ferb. She teaches. She was Doctor oh Doofenshmirtz's God. mom and Phineas and Ferb. Wow! So much stuff. She was she was already ninety four, I think, when she passed away. And the and I think I mean she always she, I mean Betty White from the Mary Tyler Moore is still with us, and Ed Asner, but uh, Cloris Leachman. I mean she always uh, even when she was young, she seemed like she was old. You know what I mean? Like she <laughs> she 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 always had like kind of a, a an experience about her that sort of made it seem like oh she's uh, you know she's never gonna. You know, she, she, she's, uh, she's never going to be gone because she's, she just seems like she, she, she was, uh, she's always been on planet earth kind of thing, mm. but she, she's, um, she's amazing. 1993, she was granny in the Beverly Hillbillies uh, movie, which I really liked. I thought that was wow. a great, great adaptation of that TV show with um, Jim Varney and, and all those people in it. So yeah, great stuff. Good recommendation. So anything Cloris Leachman is what you're recommending basically. Or, or are you saying Young, Frankenstein, well, uh, Young Frankenstein? I am saying Young Frankenstein okay. in particular, and Mary Tyler Moore, choose an episode, any episode, although she's not in all the episodes as uh, Mary's friend, but she's in the, uh, for sure, like she's in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just, and of course, every young person's favorite actor, Betty White, is in the Mary Tyler Moore show. So come on, you're gonna you're you're gonna love that show if you've never seen it. Not funny, but equally compelling as the Last Picture Show, yeah. which is a wonderful film that she won the Oscar for. Not funny, but uh, just shows uh, uh, her uh, depth as an actor. Absolutely. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadamonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.